0: Welcome to Funded by Fun, a podcast for anyone interested in making money while doing what they love. My name's Matt. In each episode, I speak to a creative type who's found the secret to making a living while pursuing their passions. Episode five features Joe Davis, a freelance illustrator who specializes in drawing pubs, shops, and local landmarks. Even though he travels more than anyone I know, Joe's work is usually inspired by the places he discovers while exploring his home cities of London and Oxford. As well as selling prints of his artwork online, Joe creates bespoke commissions for clients and has illustrated magazine features for Lonely Planet. In our conversation, we chatted about the importance of finding your niche, the benefits of working digitally, and why you don't always need a creative routine to produce your best work. When did you first start making art? Like when was the moment that you kind of decided that you wanted to, to pursue it?
1: Well, That's a good question because, like, I've always loved drawing. Like at school, it was my favorite subject, and I I would spend like spare lessons just in the art room, like doing whatever projects I was working on. Um, And then, I guess I remember when I was a kid, I used to make loads of Christmas cards, and that was the kind of time when I look back in it, I was making the work that is most similar to the work I'm making now. So I used to draw like little made-up street scenes of like I don't know, just like weird shops and like little snowy scenes of like Little streets at Christmas. And then obviously, I went to university and well, I went to art college. So I've always done art like that. And then studied art at uni where I was making like lots of big work, you know, like in the studio. So making like big prints and sculptures and stuff. And then when I graduated, moved back home and then only had like a tiny desk space. So that's when I started doing like illustration properly. Um, my first drawing I did in the kind of style that I do now, is a truck store. Oh, um, cool. That's um, so yeah, so that, for people that who don't even, know,
0: that's a, that's a record store in Oxford. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I just, I drew that one. And I think it was around the time of record store day. Like this was going back like, I don't know, I think it was like 2013, 14. Um, and I just popped in there with a copy of it and said, would you like to sell it in store? And they were like, yeah, sure. So I was like, okay, there's something in this. So I just started drawing other places on the Cowley Road. So like places like pubs, like the Star and the Cape of Good Hope. Um, and yeah, it just kind of went from there, really.
0: That's awesome. And how much do you think <laughs> what you learned at like college and uni has actually applied to what you do now?
1: I guess like it was really varied at college and uni. So like you would be doing anything from like printmaking, like. Textiles, photography, um, and then kind of specialising. And then I've always I've always been into photography. Um, and then at university, I started making sculptures, um, which is really different for me. I'd never really done that, but they were made out of initial drawings. So I remember the first time that I, I made a sculpture. I had a it was a doodle that I'd taken from like an old school book and. It was like, I I think I drew it when I was like in year 10, just like mindlessly. And then for a project, I was going back through some old school books. And I was like, oh, this is cool. So I kind of traced the outline of it and made it into a drawing in metal. And then I had it, it as like a standalone piece. that was flat. And my tutor came over and just bent it and went, oh, look, it can stand up. Now you've got a sculpture. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, so that, it looked quite, kind of cool. So I started making... Sculptures from drawing, so I've always, yeah, I think I've always started like like drawing the most out of everything that I've done.
0: So you kind of dabbled in sculptures and different materials and things for a while, but ultimately you sort of came back to drawing. Do you think you'd ever go back to to doing like kind of more experimental stuff like that, or are you pretty set on now that you've like found your style?
1: Um, I think I'm pretty set. I've always loved the idea of doing a big like mural of something. Um, I don't know if I walk past like an empty wall sometimes and I think, Oh God, like I'd love to be able to create a massive artwork on that. don't really know how I go about that or, you know, where I'd get the materials of time to do that. But yeah, I think I do miss working big. Mm. I think, you know, when you're on a little iPad screen or a sketchbook, there's only so much expression that you can have. Um, And I've done experimental drawing workshops before where, I've been kind of like teaching people who've never drawn before and it's quite interesting is people immediately when they you ask them to draw something they'll even if they have like the biggest bit of paper they'll just draw really small because I think people are just always used to just being quite like you know hunched over and, and drawing so you do stuff like get a bamboo stick and put a pin on the end and get people to draw from like six foot away from the paper and it's amazing how quickly people will start to be really expressive and you get people to fill the whole sheet of paper. So yeah, I do miss that. But I think for the time being, when I'm in a two bed flat, I can just stick to my iPad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, makes sense. So you said the first piece you sold was that truck store picture. What did you kind of move on to after that? You said you did the pubs and things, but like, how did you go about turning those kind of drawings that you did for yourself into something that you then ended up selling?
1: Um, I guess I concentrated a lot on independent businesses. So, you know, if you Google pictures of Oxford, there's thousands of the Radcliffe Camera and all the colleges and stuff. And I wanted to concentrate on the kind of lesser known places. So, you know, like small neighbourhoods. And my most popular drawing of Oxford is of the Shark House in Heddington. Um For those who don't know, it's a 25-foot high, shark just coming out of a roof just on a residential street um as you do um, so i guess i started thinking of the places that i would like to see in drawings and it was basically quite selfish i was just drawing places that i liked and that's why i drew a lot of pubs um and then just kind of spread out from there really um and then in in turn from that i got quite a few commissions so people would say oh can you draw this pub or you know, I had my first date in this pub. Can you draw that? And it it just kind of went from there. So, yeah, for for a good few years, it was because I was living in Oxford. I was drawing just Oxford places, and then um, when I moved to London um, five, four or five years ago, I moved to Peckham um, and just started drawing places around there and kind of trying to replicate what I'd done in Oxford in Peckham. Um, so yeah, it's just places that I like. But I think you know, when people see you know, everyone's got a kind of story behind somewhere, you know, think about how many people go to a pub and they, you know, all the kind of social interactions. I think everyone has like a story behind it.
0: Definitely. And it's kind of a smart business move as well, because like you said, like those big landmarks that are sold in like every gift shop in town, you're competing with so many other people who are selling pictures of that. Whereas if you focus on more niche places that appeal to a specific audience, you don't really have as much competition and you might be the only picture of that like hand-drawn picture of that place that's available. Mm. So you're the, the one that they're going to go to. That's really cool. Yeah. How do you approach like the marketing side of it? Cause you post a lot on Instagram and I know you've got like an Etsy store. Has that been a bit of a game changer in like getting discovered?
1: Um, yeah, it's kind of a never ending process really. So I work in marketing, so I've obviously got a bit of experience there. Um, but I think I just kind of do it as and when. Um, I'm always trying to post on social media and you know sometimes you can post something and you know, no one takes any notice and you think, oh, well, like, why am I bothering? And then you, know, you can do another thing and it just kind of blows up. And definitely with Etsy, like it is competitive, but there's loads of tools within Etsy that allow you to get found higher up in the search results. So it takes a lot of time. I've spent a lot of time like trying to optimize my essay page and putting in the right keywords and tags which has definitely helped um, but yeah it's something that is ongoing and I've tried like paid Facebook ads and things like that which yeah sometimes they do well sometimes they don't and it's just kind of learning from what what works and what doesn't but I think the main thing I think is just keeping momentum with it so I've kind of gone through phases of doing. Obviously, in lockdown, I'm posting a lot more because I've got more time on my hands, and I think it helps that people are stuck at home. So I think they're buying more for their houses um, and just thinking more about what they want around them. Um, but yeah, I think with the marketing side of it, it's yeah, I'm always trying to experiment with, with new things. Social That's media the sort of is
0: thing different. you really don't think about when you you know when you first pick up a pencil and decide I'm going to be an artist. You don't think about i need to learn about like etsy store optimization and how i'm gonna market myself on instagram
1: i probably spend more time trying to market it and you know like when you're even putting up like an instagram post you've got to think about the right hashtags that will get you seen and tagging like at the moment i've been doing a lot of series of things so i've been doing like um beer series of lots of different independent breweries and stuff and you know making sure you're tagging the right people and so yeah it's a lot of
0: work but it's fun enjoy it. How do you decide what you're gonna draw next?
1: Um, at the moment I've been concentrating on neighbourhoods. So as I mentioned, like I've done a lot of Peckham drawings and I kind of feel like I'm at the point where I probably exhausted that now and I'm I've moved a bit further south in London, so I now live in an area near Crystal Palace in West Norwood and I've not really done any drawings of the local area. Um, so I think that's my next kind of project is to do more local things around here. Um, and I really want to kind of branch out and do more. So I want to do a Camden series um, oh. and possibly a Brighton series. As well. um, it's basically just places that I like. Um, I just kind of, you know, I had someone the other day come up to me and say that I should do a series in, in North London. And, well, I would love to, like, I don't really, because I don't live there or, I mean, I go there a bit, but I, I would feel weird drawing places I don't particularly know unless it's a commission. So yeah. I kind of like places that I have an affiliation
0: with. It's kind of interesting the fact that you've, like, travelled the world, you've been to more countries than anyone I know, and yet the places you gravitate towards drawing tend to be places that are a bit more local. Why do you mm. think that is? I don't
1: know. I think I'm just fascinated with you know, the neighbourhoods and streets and how they change and, you know, like I would just be walking down the street and it could be the most ugly street. Like, I don't want to name names, but the old Kent Road in <laughs> South London is like probably the worst street in London. I think it's like the worst one on the Monopoly board. I was going to say, it's
0: the brown one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So that gives you an idea. But I mean, I've got the bus up and down that road so many times and even the most ugly shop can be quite intriguing and you know it could be a chicken shop and i'd be like that's quite nice and so yeah i don't know it's i forgot what i was saying i went off on a tangent
0: it's like those um those kind of hidden gems that you could easily walk past unless you really looked a bit closer like i tend to find sometimes the best restaurants are the places that the branding is terrible like the signage is awful you go in and the interior is all like gaudy and garish Mm. but then the food is amazing and then word of mouth spreads and you kind of learn about the story of the place and that makes it interesting in itself?
1: Oh yeah definitely like you know there's some places especially around Peckham where I used to live where if you didn't know that it was good you would never go there. I think there's, there's one place that is, I haven't drawn this yet but it just looks like a, a bakery. I think it's a Caribbean bakery but it's a nightclub
0: <laughs> What?
1: Yeah at night it's, on a Friday night they just kind of push all the chairs to one side and it's like one of the hot spots in Peckham and you would never know. That's your so hip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
0: know. It's a bakery that doubles as a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you have drawn a few places, though, haven't you, like from your travels. Uh, what sorts yeah. of things really stuck out to you, like from different countries that you visited?
1: Well, as you know, me and you went to America all those years ago. And I think I love kind of lots of the American places like the diners and You know, all the kind of bright colours. And I think, you know, they do things bigger and better over there. Um, There's one drawing, I think probably the favourite drawing that I've done of America was of a hostel that I stayed in in San Diego. Um,
0: Oh, Ocean Beach.
1: Ocean Beach, where we stayed. And it's, yeah, it's like this proper like surf hippie street. And this, yeah, this hostel is just the most colourful building you've ever seen. Um, So I did a, a drawing of that years ago after i stayed there um and i actually sent it out to loads of people that i met when i stayed there like i'm still in contact with that all live in america so they've all got that like hung on their walls which is really nice
0: that's so cool oh man i want to go back there <laughs> That was such a cool place <laughs> so being in lockdown and not being able to travel do you feel like that has been harder for like getting inspired or is it forced you to kind of look for different things to get inspired by
1: i think i probably it's weird because i i've made more artwork in lockdown than i've probably ever made or definitely since being at uni um and i think because i'm inspired by local places i think i'm probably more inspired in places that i know um so yeah just like the other day i went up to camden for the first time in about two months and just taking loads of photos of all these shop fronts and you know and even in two months like it's changed and there's new places or places that have shut down that used to be there um so i guess yeah i think especially in london i probably feel the most inspired but i've been out on my bike and running and walking as much as i can around london and you know i've lived here for five years and there's still like so much that i don't know um little streets that you just stumble across so Yeah, that's really exciting. So I kind of, although I'm not travelling abroad, I like to try and keep adventurous in in London.
0: Yeah. Did you just see that Channel 4 show, the Grace and Perry's Art Club? Mm, Yeah, I love that. It's so fun. That's like the best thing I've seen on TV in so long. And I think it, it kind of shows the fact that sometimes it takes being stuck indoors to force you to actually think, okay, what am I going to do with this time? Am I going to be creative or am I just going to kind of sit and watch TV? And so many people who wouldn't usually create art ended up, you know, just yeah. things that are either out their window or their pets or like family members. It's so cool to yeah. see so many people actually taking on the challenge of it.
1: And you get so many people that think, Oh, I can draw. Oh, I can do that. And it's like, you can, and you know, I always say that like my drawing style is is born part out of like laziness because I do a lot of continuous line and I really don't spend very long on my drawings. Like, if I agonised over it, I probably would hate it. Like I like quite like to be quite free and flowing and I think you know anyone can just pick up. It doesn't even have to be a pen. It could be like a big bit of like charcoal or graphite or anything or just a tea bag or you know you can create art with. I think someone. On that show like create art with ketchup and stuff like that like you know it, anything goes
0: so can you remember receiving any advice from like other people who make art um is there anything that particularly sticks out and that you continue to follow
1: um i guess it's just like keeping at it and you know i go through phases where i really don't feel creative and you know i might not have produce the new drawing for like two or three months and then you know some people might give up and i think you know people of the people that i kind of follow especially like you know on instagram and etsy and things i think they're creating a lot of new work quite regularly so that's something that i've tried to you know take on board is just to keep at it and you know it's a bit like like when i go running like sometimes I can have a, you know, weeks off and then it's harder to get going again. Whereas if you keep at it, you get into a rhythm. I think mm. the same thing applied to drawing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting about running. Sometimes I even find, even if I am in a good kind of flow of going regularly, there will be the odd day where you're just not feeling it and you just have to go on a shorter run and accept the fact that today's maybe not a good running day, but maybe tomorrow will be. Yeah. And it's, it's so, the same it's with so art minimal. or creating anything.
1: Mm like I went on a three mile run this morning and it was harder than a nine mile run that I did on Sunday.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, Definitely. I find that like when I'm doing music stuff, some days it will just come really naturally and you'll be there for hours, just like playing around with things and it's really fun. And then other days you're like, I really want to make something and you sit down to do it and just nothing's, nothing's working yeah. for you and you just have to take a break and accept the fact like maybe no, today's not the day to do that.
1: Oh yeah. I always find like, you know, I can never really do art in the mornings. Like I get to maybe like three or four o'clock and I start to kind of feel creative and I probably do most of my work in the evenings. I don't know why that is, but I think to probably feel more creative at that time of day.
0: Do you have like a particular routine that you tend to follow each day?
1: Uh, No, not at all. It's really <laughs> like, you know, I'm quite disciplined with like, you know, I get up at a similar time and, you know, but I'm quite impulsive. So with most things in life, like I think, if I feel like drawing, I'll, I'll draw. But if I feel like going on a run, I do that. But I'm not very good at sticking to schedules because I always just, you know, I, I say that I'll do it. I'm like, oh, I'll go on a run like every day. I'll do this every day. I'll do yoga every day, and I never do it. So I just kind of give up and just say
0: like, I'll just do it when I feel like it. Mm. It's almost better to recognise that that's how you work rather than forcing yourself to yeah. to do something that doesn't feel natural.
1: Yeah, I like making a lot of lists. Like I think you know, I quite like the the action of taking something off a list. So I'll probably end up putting like more, like sometimes I'll write lists of things that I've done just to tick them off. I think Mm. like quite a lot of people do that. But then you're like, actually, I've done quite a lot today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when I make to-do lists, I do sometimes find that I get sidetracked and I'll end up doing something that's not on the list. And then you feel like a failure because you've not ticked off the things that you decided you would do at the start of the day. Yeah. If you then add on all the things that you did instead, you think, oh, actually, I have been quite productive.
1: Yeah. You need to do like a, a retrospective list.
0: Yeah. I think that's good advice. Do you prefer working on like individual commissions for people or just drawing kind of what comes to your head?
1: Um, I love doing commissions. Like I find, you know, especially in lockdown, I've done more commissions than I've probably ever done. Um, and every it's just so nice to hear people's stories. And you know, everyone has a different story about why they they want a particular drawing done. Um, a good example is I've been working on an illustration recently of an old Cardiff pub, which I think is now shut down, called Dempsey's. So yes, you know.
0: Dempsey's that shut down a few years ago. It's like a sports bar now. It's really sad.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this this person wanted me to draw it, and she I think she's a bit of a rugby fan, and she like I, I had to draw I think all of the people inside in a certain colour, and then the like shirt, and then she was in another, and she wanted me to draw a dog, and. Her dog is named after the pup, so he's called Dempsey. That's a great name
0: for a dog as well.
1: <laughs> I know. But yeah, oh, no, cool. I do love working on, on commissions because, you know, it's always nice, you know, sometimes if I'm drawing my own illustrations, like, I don't know if they'll sell, I don't know if people will like them, whereas with a commission, you know, it's already got a bit of more of a purpose because someone wants it and it's going to, you know, hang in their house and, you know, they're going to have it forever. So, It takes, you know, it has a bit more time and effort that goes into
0: it. Have you ended up discovering new places that you visited because somebody has asked you to draw it?
1: Well, yeah, I I drew a pub recently, which is in Camberwell. But I think when I was drawing it, all pubs were shut, so I was like, I've noted that one that I'm going to go to, but maybe Maybe not.
0: Lockdown list.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome.
0: What are you looking forward to most when the restrictions are eased a bit more with lockdown?
1: I've been. I've coped better than I thought I would. If someone told me at the beginning of the year that like every festival that I wanted to go to be cancelled, I couldn't travel, and I'd be stuck inside and lost my job, I'd be like, "Really? Like, I'd be like, what's the point?" But I think it's forced me to slow down. So I'm actually. I mean, I'm obviously looking forward to you know traveling again and going back to reality. But I think I'm just looking forward to like chilling out a bit more, mm. and like making things a bit slower and making more time for. I think I used to feel like every waking moment with stuff which i still do but i think by slowing down i have more time to be creative and you know just because i'm sat inside on a saturday it doesn't mean it's a waste
0: you've kind of made a transition from drawing on physical paper to doing more digital art like was that did that feel like quite a natural process or was there anything that you needed to kind of change up when you're doing that
1: yeah it was so i got my ipad at the beginning of the year and i'd never used you know anything like digital drawing before Um, but i use a program called procreate as you know and it's it just is so good it just mimics like exactly like it is drawing on paper so it took a little bit of getting used to because I think rather than trying to get a new style on digital art, I wanted to try and replicate what I was doing before. Um so that took a lot of kind of fine tuning and like finding the right, you know, pens and brushes and you know, and I have experimented with new ways to do things, but the the main thing that is done is just cut out so much time. So before, if I was doing a drawing on paper, I would have to, you know, I couldn't really make many mistakes and then I would have to you know, kind of do it in pencil, go over it in pen, then rub it all out and scan it in and then put the colour on digitally on the computer. And like sometimes like I didn't have a scanner at home, so I do it at work and it just takes so long. Whereas now it like, yeah, probably like takes you know, a tenth of the time.
0: And I guess that means you can create more stuff and like you don't get stuck on one artwork for a long time. You can move on yeah. and maybe create like a series of things instead of one just one picture.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's so good. And like I've definitely noticed since having it that I've been able to do so much more. Um, and I was saying earlier as well, um, it's so good because I can now just like sit on the sofa and draw. Like sometimes I go sit out in the garden, whereas before I'd have to be in the quite like, you know, like steady environment with a desk and a light if it was dark and stuff. Whereas now I can just kind of perch up wherever. So hmm. it, yeah, it's changed, changed it.
0: I think, something i've learned in lockdown is like the easier you can make it to just get started on something creative the more likely you are to do it so like with amy she's been doing a lot of um of drawing on her ipad and i'm quite jealous Mm. of the fact that she can just sit on the sofa and draw like while watching tv and she doesn't have to get out all her art materials whereas for me to do music i have to like get my laptop set up get all of the cables and everything get microphones and Yeah, yeah and it takes about you know it can take like 10 to 15 minutes just to get set up before you get started and sometimes the thought of doing that is enough to put you off doing it at all so what I've started doing now is just leaving everything set up so that if I do kind of feel inspired I can just go in and get started and that's really helped
1: yeah no it has changed it so much because like you said like even just the thought of like going into another room and getting out like like it would just be a bit more of a A task, and I used to do a lot of drawing that when I got home from work and stuff. And you know, I could be sat at my computer till like midnight, and you know, now it just means that it's a bit more chilled and it doesn't really feel like work. I mean, never really felt like work, but it feels even less like work that you can kind of mindlessly do it while watching TV and you know, just put it down, pick it up whenever. So Mm. it's great.
0: So, when you are creating with like pen and paper, what kinds of tools do you use? Is it, are there any particular like mediums or materials that you like using in your art
1: um so it's mainly fine liner pen and then i'll, I'll color things digitally but when i do experiment with like putting color on first i use watercolors just because i find that it's you know i've got like a tiny little watercolour set which i can take with me anywhere um and yeah it's quite a nice effect so the one that i mentioned like of the the colorful um san diego hostel that we stayed in like that just had so many colors on it that if I tried to do every little tiny detail digitally, it probably would just take me forever. So for that, I use watercolor to like add like splashes and be a bit more kind of free. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I do experiment sometimes with like highlighters. on my little pot here. Um, so yeah, I quite enjoyed like the bold colors of like creating highlighters and then, you know, laying color, whether it's like block color or whatever, and then putting pen on top of it in quite like a
0: playful way so what are you working on next is there anything in particular you want to draw
1: um as i mentioned i'm going to try and do camden and brighton series um i also want to <laughs> it's quite strange because i don't eat meat but i want to draw a series of chicken chops mm. just because there's so many in london that are just like i mean they're all kind of kfc ripoffs really it's like abc like S i don't know and I think, I don't know if you saw that advert recently where KFC, it was like in the Metro or something and it was like, I think the headline was Imitation is Flattering. And it was just all the like fake KFCs in London. And I don't know, I think they all just got quite a, a different look about them. Mm. Um, so I want to I wanna draw that.
0: And um, there's a real culture around chicken shops as well. So I imagine that in itself would attract people to those drawings.
1: Yeah, it'd be a, hopefully like a new audience. So like, our block of flats is right next to a Morley chicken shop, which whenever my friends come up, they're like, Oh my God, you must eat all the time. And I'm like, No, I hardly ever do. I might get some chips like every now and again, but they like love it. And like the cars that pull up outside is crazy. Like, you know, all day, every day, people are getting fried chicken. Like 11 in the morning. I'm like, That's too early for chicken. <laughs>
0: That's definitely too early. Should be having a coffee at 11. Yeah. Um, I do want to do so. I did a, a
1: print of like independent. London coffee roasteries recently. Oh, cool! Um, and I want to try and do a, a few more like series, so maybe like bookshops, I'm thinking, or coffee like coffee shops, and things like that.
0: Nice. So, where can people go to see all this?
1: Well, they can go to my website, which is joedavisart.com, um, and then there you find like you know I've got links to all my commissions that I've done and links to my shop, and then. My Instagram as well. I post up kind of behind the scenes things, so, you know, like uh, time lapse videos of the work I create and sketches and things like that. Let's
0: do some quick fire questions just to finish, if that's okay. okay. Get your quick Ready. fire head on. So, what is a country that everyone should visit?
1: Uh, off the top of my head, Montenegro. I went there a few years ago and you are like this fact. It's, I think it's the size of Wales. And we went in May and we went from snow to like swimming in the sea in a five day trip. Because it was like just really varied and it's beautiful. And yeah, quite, quite undiscovered too.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. People tend not to go there on holiday, but it sounds like a really cool place.
1: Mm. Also, you can go quite easily into Dubrovnik for a day trip rather than oh, staying cool. there, which is like twice
0: well they three times as expensive. Good tip. Okay. Top tips. Who is your favorite artist?
1: Uh, I love um David Trigley. Oh
0: yeah, I, right. I love he's his, really good.
1: Like, playful, you know. I think he's in lockdown, he's doing a, a different drawing a day. And he's just doing really funny, you know. I just love his work and I love the style, and it's just really quick and witty.
0: Mm. If you could try any job for a day, what would it be? I mean i just need any job at the
1: moment <laughs> <laughs> i'll do anything um oh, i don't know I quite like to be a coffee barista
0: for a day oh, that'd be so cool
1: i just think it's quite like you know you go to these cool coffee shops and like they make it look really easy but i reckon there's quite a lot of like science and technology that goes into that
0: oh there definitely skill. is yeah yeah i think all these like kind of third wave coffee shops popping up they've almost made being a barista seem like a really cool career rather than just like a job that you do Mm. in between jobs. Yeah. That's a great answer. What is the best purchase that you've made recently?
1: Uh, It has to be my iPad, but that's a boring answer, but yeah, it really has like changed the way that I do all of my art. and like, I wouldn't have been able to create uh, the new prints without it. So definitely my iPad.
0: That's a good one. And procreate, I guess. And Procreate. I forgot that I had
1: to buy that. I think it was ten pounds mm. and you get it forever.
0: That's such a bargain. Yeah. Because Adobe Creative Suite is like £40 a month or something.
1: Yeah. No, it's stupid. Yeah. It's, so. it's just, and with Procreate as well. Like I probably haven't used, you know, most of what it can do. Like I've not even looked at the animation side of it or anything like that. So it's it's all there to be discovered. Ten pounds.
0: Exciting. Very cool. Uh, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you while you've been traveling?
1: Well, I was in Texas and we got pulled over by the police and we were like, why? Well, we were going like maybe five miles over the speed limit, but it was two in the morning in the middle of Texas. And when the guy found out that we were British, he basically told us to get out of the town. And we were like, okay. And he, he told us to go to a place that was like 50 miles away called Marble Falls. He was like, you'll be safe there. And it basically transpired that in the morning, we were we were knocking on doors of what we thought were hostels in a place called Kingsland in Texas, which is where they where that kind of real Texas Chainsaw Massacre happened. Oh my God! So I'm quite lucky to be alive.
0: That's insane. And then that Halloween, didn't you like dress up as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre character or something? I did I did
1: <laughs> in Austin, Texas. Nice. But I have to say that in Austin, if you ever are in kind of America anywhere around Halloween like they take it so seriously and like the the costumes that people had like you think that people go all out in the UK is like another level over there I saw a man with eight limbs
0: what (laughs) did it look realistic
1: yeah especially when I've had a few drinks
0: crazy (laughs) (laughs) I love Austin that's like one of the places I would absolutely love to go back
1: yeah same it's great
0: all right I'll do one more of these If you could put anything on a giant billboard, what would it be?
1: Obviously, I'm going to say one of my drawings, aren't I? Maybe (laughs) the shark. Let's put the shark on a giant billboard with no explanation. Mm. And then just what people say.
0: That's a good shot. Yeah. People can draw their own conclusions. Exactly. Very nice. Cool. There's one more thing that we do at the end of the podcast. This is a little segment called the Random Doodle Challenge. Oh, God. So what I've got on my phone is a, a random drawing generator, which will create a prompt for something that you have to draw in less than a minute. Well, actually, okay. in exactly a minute. all <laughs> uh, right? Uh,
1: people are gonna realize how terrible I am at drawing.
0: Nah, you've got, you've got all the experience <laughs> behind you. It'll be great. Okay, so the thing you have to draw, I'm pressing the button now, and it is a cranky robot. Okay. You ready? three two one go so how are you going to approach this
1: um without really thinking and i'm just kind of drawing what i imagine a cranky robot to look like which i don't really know what that is we'll we'll find out
0: there's a, a podcast you should listen to called secret artists podcast and they'll just draw things while having a chat and the people who do it I'm always very, find I'm, the, drawing really distract, the chatting really distracting. So I'm probably distracting you a lot right now.
1: Yeah, you're not making it easy, Matt. I've only got one minute and
0: you're <laughs> dabbering away. <laughs> well, this is an audio medium. I need to fill the time somehow. Right, you've so, got 10 seconds.
1: What? <laughs> That's not been a
0: minute. I'll give you 10 bonus seconds.
1: Yeah, for your... You're
0: chatting. All right.
1: Okay, well
0: enjoy this. Okay. Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. There we go. All right, show me. That's really good. That's I mean, actually really good. It looks like um it looks like quite street arty. I could imagine that like kind of colored and just like painted on a building or something.
1: I mean maybe that should go on the billboard.
0: That's pretty awesome. I like it.
1: I mean, if ever you want a new tattoo.
0: That would be a cool tattoo, actually. All right, last little thing. Um, we've already mentioned your like website and your Instagram, but are there any other creative people that you think our audience should check out?
1: Yeah, so I recently started following this guy um, who is based in Cornwall. He's an illustrator called Jake Tyler, and he creates really awesome um, landscape illustrations of um, places in Saint Ives and their like, beaches, and also loads of Cornish shop fronts, and I just really love his work, so definitely him. Um, and then one of my friends, Jade Austin, um, she creates really good fashion and portrait drawings, and um, lots of kind of people in yoga poses. And she's just set up her Etsy shop, which is yeah worth checking out. Um, and then I'm biased, but I have to mention my girlfriend Christina, who. Uh, she's created a new kind of shop thing called Creatures by Christina, where she draws weird and wonderful animals. Um, really weird, you kind know, of species of animals that you might not know existed. And, you know, if she often will draw you a portrait based on your um, personality. So it's a What Creature Am I series. So you can kind of come to her and tell, she can learn more about your personality and draw an animal that she thinks you are.
0: That's so cool. Could,
1: could go terribly wrong. If, you know, <laughs> so what are ends you? Ends up as a horse. I, I don't know I mean, I've not been done I feel like I should ask to I should commission shouldn't I
0: I think you should maybe I'll Definitely be like a,
1: an annoying puppy or something I reckon
0: <laughs> you got it. if you contacted her and she just drew like a slug
1: <laughs> yeah that is the risk isn't it yeah I'm
0: it's sure there's nice. lots of cool creatures out there that everyone can uh, can be drawn as that sounds awesome good recommendations thanks nice one okay cool well thank you for being on the podcast Joe thank you
1: very much Matt pleasure
0: thanks to joe for being my guest on this episode of funded by fun you can follow him on instagram at joe d draws or check out his prints and commissions at joe and if you fancy hearing more conversations with creative people make sure you follow funded by fun on your favorite podcast app that's all for now see you next time